My name is Brian Wagstaff. Uh, I'm a certified health professional, and I have been for five years. Uh, I just wanted to throw it out there that anything these two gentlemen that I met at Oneana are about to say is in no way, shape, or form reliable, and it should be taken with a grain of salt. When we finally got down to something which the individual says he really wants to do, I will say to him, you do that, and uh, forget the money. Uh, because if you say that getting the money is the most important thing, you will spend your life completely wasting your time. You'll be doing things you don't like doing in order to go on living, that is to go on doing things you don't like doing, which is stupid. Better to have a short life that is full of what you like doing than a long life spent in a miserable way. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to Footwork. I'm Dylan. I'm Sean. And each week we're bringing stories and tips from around the globe as we dive into our journey abroad. Outlining what it takes to follow our dream and hopefully yours, even if it's not soccer. So, Sean, begets, bro. Nothing new. I mean, really, the one thing. We finally were able to hit the gym, a proper gym yesterday. The yeah, gym's gym, are open. Gym's open in Germany. Well, at least in Hamburg. I don't know yeah. where every state is, but... It's a little weird... It was Not a little so weird. It was a little socially distant. It Very was socially distant. It's just like how the times are moving now. It was kind of grimy, but like you just don't touch anything. We didn't bring our phones. We didn't bring anything. No, don't touch anything. Don't touch your face. Yeah. I um, mean, I'm sure. If pe- I mean, you find ways to work out. We have been too. Right. But it was kind of cool to be back in the gym using definitely that, using. There's a nice bike ride there. Yeah. Bike. Weather's nice. Dude, speaking of bike rides. So the other night, I'm riding my bike around the, um, the big lake here in, in Hamburg, and it gets quite busy there, so it's like, you know, the bikes are in a line. There's bike traffic. There's bike traffic, There's yeah, bike so you just, but I'm, I'm, this lady's going very slow, so I'm just like getting ready to pass her, mm-hmm. waiting to see who's on the other side, you know, mm-hmm. being vigilant, being a good citizen here. Uh-huh. I'm like about to pass her. I see someone coming, so I like slow down a little bit. Dude, this woman freaking brake checks me. No way. She slammed on the brake. Dude, I slammed my handbrake. Meanwhile, I have this secondhand bike. You know, it's nothing special. <laughs> I slam on this handbrake. Then my back wheel, like, comes up. I kind of, like, go over my seat a little bit over my um, handlebars. And, like, Amazing. I, like, kind I, I catch my balance a little bit, but I, like, kind of hit into her bike. And I, I like, I'm just shocked at this point like why did you just stop like that and i just say in german like are you okay and she looks at me and literally just just says one word distance oh my god yeah. <laughs> and i was amazing. heated she brake checks me makes that there was no social distance and i can take a wild guess and say that this was probably a middle-aged older german woman yes yeah with a mask on who was very tight. Yes. You know, I was mask tight. on riding her bike. I was tight at first, but then I was like, you know, she's probably going through some shit. If this is if she got a brake check me and then throw on a bike. Out one word distance. And then I started saying some stuff in English. Nothing like too bad, but I just don't know how to argue or anything in yeah. German like that yet, so I had to get a, had It's to very get it's very gratifying the first time when you're learning a language and the first time like you just say something out of like emotion. 
and you don't even think about it. But it was. But it's like correct. And it's and the German. Grammar was it's good not and English. It was German. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like ah, probably shouldn't have said that, but it felt great because I didn't even think about saying that. So anyway, that was wow. that was my bike experience. I'm just not having luck with a lot was, of middle aged people here in Germany. Yeah, this quarantine, they're coming at your head. People, people are on edge. Maybe you just look like you got the virus or something. I don't know. I definitely don't you look keep like this is my bike, dude. <laughs> Dude, I was keep ah oh, whatever. Bless her and let's keep on going. Yeah, I hope she's okay. But yeah, today we're gonna get into a little topic more about preparation. Yeah, talking about you know different avenues, different things mm-hmm. that we do to make sure that we are you know tip top shape, ready to play, playing at our best, yeah. firing on all cylinders. Yeah, definitely. And I think the thing that we'll start off with is diet. You know, mm-hmm. in terms of food, what are we eating? What are we drinking? Um, and how or what we've taken over the years, just, you know, me personally, I've kind of been just interested in fitness and getting the most out of your body. Mm-hmm. Probably from, you know, 11th grade, 16, 17 years old, I started playing around with it, mm-hmm. just testing new things. But what are some things that you focus on or what have you learned that works for you, doesn't work for you? So, I mean, I always try, first off, is to listen to my body. Mm-hmm. I try and see these foods that I'm putting in. How do I feel? You know, I think a lot of times people follow these diets and stuff. And, you know, they may be good and they may work for some people, but they may not work for you. You have to you have to be conscious of what you're putting into your body right. and how it feels, you know. And, yeah. and then kind of, you know, outlining how you're doing in terms of productivity, energy, all these things. Yeah. Um, for me, I've tried, you know, many different types of eating. You know, one time I tried to go, when I was in Australia, I tried vegan for mm-hmm. a month. Um, I've tried stints at vegetarian. Um, right now, I'm not really anything, I wouldn't say. I try not to label at all. I just try and listen to my body. Mm-hmm. I'll eat meat. I try and get, I really try and hit all my macros, make sure that I'm getting enough calories. Um mm-hmm really xing out processed foods yeah although you know sometimes you gotta live and have you know some fun have some cookies have some cookies yeah some american cookies some chocolate chip cookies you gotta live sometimes but overall cutting out that shit you know i used to dude i used to come home from school i used to this is in high school Uh i used to i kid you not drink a sprite every day right after school love sprite Uh have a sprite and just dive into a bag of sour cream and onion chips. Amazing. And I did that probably almost every day. Yeah. And I still am pretty obsessed with chips, but we've calmed down in that part. And I've noticed, yeah. like, just taking something like that out of my body, like empty calories, oils like this, my yeah, stomach is- alone is 10 times better yeah. these days. Yeah. Not to upstory you on that one, but <laughs> honestly, in high school, Especially middle school, when I started getting into this, like 16, 17, I was getting better. But before that, dude, I would eat just so much junk food. Like, like, what? what's, like what's your what's your killers? I mean, just just anything really. But like, just come home from from school, you know, tough day of eighth grade, and bake myself, <laughs> make some fresh six chocolate chip cookies, <laughs> straight Pillsbury, like right into the oven, killing me after. Oh, and then I go to I go to soccer practice that night and. My stomach hurts, and I'm like, "Oh, it was the, uh, it was the lettuce on my hamburger." You were, you were like just this. on, you were just on that dirty bulk before our friend <laughs> Wags, who yeah. did that intro. Yeah, Wags is the, Wags is one of Wags. the OG, dirty bulk. Dirty bulk. 
Have, of, a, have a one pop of, tart to get your one, macros. One of, one of the few soccer players to ever won a dirty bowl during uh, season. Shout but out, bless Wags. you, Wags. Yeah, you are a health, health professional. So what about what about right now? You've obviously you had a tough eighth grade mentally, physically. Yeah, so we've come a, we've come a long way from there. Um, what do you What are you doing now? What's your main objectives when you're eating? Well, I think I have read so many different books on different types of diets and. Like I said, it's just trial and error, and I like testing out different workouts or eating different things. And mm-hmm. when it comes down to it, is try to stay away from processed sugar, yeah, processed foods, yeah, eat whole foods, fruits, vegetables, yeah. meat. Mm-hmm. Um, try and get an amount of vegetables that it seems like oh, this is a lot of vegetables, but people definitely under eat vegetables, and especially 100%. when you're an athlete. You need the, that nutrition and those vitamins to mm-hmm. continue to go. And and also, like, you need to look at food, too, as an athlete, that this is fuel. And basically, how can you maximize your energy throughout the day? Mm. So if you're doing, like, say, in a preseason, you're doing two-a-days, and then you also want to work out at some point, you need to get as much energy as possible to perform at the highest level in each of these sessions. Mm-hmm. And that is 100% based on how much water you drink, essentially, how much yeah. fluids you replace, yeah. Yeah. and the food that you eat. Mm-hmm. So you need to, first off, you need to be getting enough calories to replace the energy that you burned. But you don't want to just replace the calories, like you said, with some sour cream and onion chips. Yeah, because it's empty. It's because not really fulfilling. Because you can eat a anything. bag of sour cream and onion chips, or you can eat a full meal of vegetables, spinach, chicken, um, you know, all different I got to say, that sour cream and onion bag of chips is calling my name, though. <laughs> well, right now, we're in the in-between season. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, you can get away with it, but you got to at least get a workout in first. Um, yeah, and that, it's as simple as that. It's that you want to be replacing the calories that you burn mm-hmm. with quality nutrition. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in terms of drinking, like, basically, I only drink water and coffee and tea. And tea, yeah. But, like, as an athlete, you shouldn't be drinking soda. Like, no, once, course, like, once in a blue moon, yeah. oh, it's okay, but it shouldn't be part of your daily diet. Who was it? It was um, Conte, who, um, Antonio Conte, who used to coach Chelsea, mm. coaches Inter Milan now. I read something that he, um, he tells his players, after a game, you can either have a beer mm-hmm. or a soda. Because, I mean, the benefits in that situation after 90 minutes of running yeah, and stuff, you, it, the, the, you can use some of those. The carbs and the sugars in, in soda and beer actually... If there's a time to drink a beer or a soda, it's actually right after a post game, post yeah. like crazy hard workout. Yeah, because your glycogen stores are really low, so mm-hmm. it actually will help replace them. Mm-hmm. And there's this is like a real tangent, but Arnold Schwarzenegger actually spoke about he would take like a shot of uh, of like a low percentage alcohol after he works out because apparently you can help get carbohydrates back into your muscles replace the glycogen that you burn in a workout interesting yeah so like just take a shot of fireball yeah. right after i do and then a, with your protein shake and a little bit of like high glycemic index fruit have you tried this no i mean no it's not gonna <laughs> i'm not gonna work that into my diet i just thought it was very fascinating that is fascinating honestly um yeah but that, at the end of the day it's like what how can you eat to have continue have enough energy to perform mm throughout multiple sessions per day. Yeah, and it's also recovery, right? And I mean, recovery, exactly. If you're if you are training that much, you have to recover your you give the nutrition that your muscles need to recover. Mm-hmm. And whether that's like I said, giving it the amount of fluids that it needs, giving the electrolytes, um, and just the, the healthy sugars and the carbohydrates and the protein to rebuild everything. Mm-hmm. 
in addition to all the vitamins that your body needs to perform at the highest level possible. Yes. yes. And then on top of that, when you are training this much, your immune system is getting taxed. So if you need to eat the right foods in order to stay healthy or else you're going to get sick. Yes. I mean, everyone out there, I'm sure you know, you're training too much and you're not eating great and then you get a cold. And this is... Quick. This Yeah. This happens all the time. This happens all the time. And this is something you have to fight throughout the season because when you're training so much, your body's getting run down. Mm -hmm. And if you can continue to give your body the proper nutrition, it can fight against that and you can continue to perform. And at the end of the day... The goal is to perform on Saturday or Sunday during on, in the game, mm-hmm. and so how do I make sure that I'm at my best capability? Exactly, for that? exactly. So I think both of us eat pretty clean, mm-hmm. um, but there's always going to be some guilty pleasures. Yeah. Now, if you could only survive on three guilty pleasures, like for the rest of your life, if you could only have these three options. Now, this is like any. I mean, this is a very encompassing range. So. I mean, first off, number one, 100% is a freshly baked chocolate chip cookie. You know, they could be, they could be well done, or they could be like, you know, not really cooked and they're like mushy. Uh huh. Doesn't matter. You're saying like doesn't. That sounds matter. amazing. Okay. So that's, one that's cookie. One. Honestly, I'm not really a chip guy. Mm, okay. Not, they don't. They're good, but they don't really call my name ever. It's fair enough. Honestly, that's that is like the one thing where I'd say like. I really enjoy cookies. Cookies it is. Cookies it is. <laughs> All right, so cookies. <laughs> and let's throw that back at you. Other than <laughs> chips, because we know that's number one. Chips, I don't know if chips is number one, but it's it's hitting the top three. Is chips and a Sprite together? No, I don't, I, I don't like like a Sprite after a game I'll have, but mm. I don't really enjoy having Sprite anymore. Yeah. I like like a flavored seltzer here and there. Mm. The carbonation's nice. But yeah, I've like, kind of become a seltzer guy seltzer, living plain, over here in Europe. You would think that plain seltzer, like, I never understood it. And now I love it too. Like no flavor. Yeah, it's nice. A little they, lemon in it. Because I mean, Europe loves their. They, they love call their, it water with gas. Yeah. Which is so funny. They water really with gas. It. Then they're so intense here that they have the three different types. Like you have. Still, medium, natural, heavy. medium. Yeah. <laughs> How much gas you want yeah. in that water? How much gas you want in that? Uh, chips. Chocolate chip cookies for sure. Um, and I think I would have to go. Just like a really fucking good donut. Donut. I don't know. There's something about there's something about a donut. I'm not talking no Dunkin' nasty ass donuts. I'm talking like good Krispy Kreme or from like a nice bakery. I hear you. Things like this. Yeah. I love it. I have have to throw ice cream in there too. Uh, Ice cream's nice. Ice cream's nice. (laughs) Ice cream does it for me. Doesn't do it for me. But. Let's, this is, this is a footwork <laughs> podcast. Let's get back to what you should eat. So obviously there's differences between during season, um, before season, mm-hmm. you know, we're in, in between season. So mm-hmm. it's a little different too. Give us your differences on how you eat before season and during season. Is there that much um, of a difference or is it just honestly, kind of like honestly, calories no, and at, timing? At this point, that's a mistake that I've made in the past is saying, okay, I'm, I can eat these foods because I'm in this part of the season or I can eat these foods because I can't, but I think it just needs to be consistent. I think so too, yeah. And I don't change too much yeah, myself. It, there's no reason it needs to change. I mean, the, and the, the goal is to recover the fastest mm-hmm. and build muscle. And at the same time, of course, during season, I'm trying to 
build muscle, but avoid losing muscle. And what are like some things that you use to help recover? Like, do you supplement? Do you? Yeah, for sure. I mean, obviously uh, we drink protein. Yeah, you know, drink protein post-workout, take creatine. Yeah, let's go Um, into, let's go into creatine a little bit. I mean, I'm, I can't just rattle off the facts Uh on creatine, but it is one of the most widely researched, if not the most widely researched supplement of all time in the world, you know, like, um, for sure. I mean, it it has, you know, it's not going to be a drastic effect on your performance, Mm -hmm. but it, it helps with recovery, recovery. Yeah. Uh, it actually helps with your immune system as well. Yeah. So that's part of that. Um, helps you kind of maintain weight. Yeah, hold the weight, right? Um, I mean, you don't want to be taking such a high dose because you, as a soccer player, you don't want water weight. No. Which is what, you know, like American football players will take a higher dose because mm-hmm. Makes sense. Like it's okay to have a little more body fat on you because it's just extra power. Yeah. Um, but as soccer players, of course, we know it's speed kill. So exactly, mm-hmm. you want to be as strong as possible, but as lean as possible. Um, so for me personally, I mean, there's plenty of research out there to look off, but three grams a day seems to be like the sweet spot. Yeah, and you kind of want to cycle with it too, right? Like, yeah, it's, you it, it's... you can. I mean, you can go you can go eight weeks on, two weeks off, but there's studies out there that you can take this for like eighteen months straight. But like anything, you and, have to listen to your body. Yeah. I mean, I've taken it and I've you know, I definitely have felt differences. Yeah. And it's not huge, but when you listen to your body and you, you do things like these little things, these little 1%, right, 2% right, things, right. like they pay off. For sure. And then taking, you know, taking uh, vitamins every day, multivitamins, um, vitamin C, vitamin D, vitamin C obviously help the immune system, help mm-hmm. tendons and ligaments repair, mm-hmm. bone health. Mm-hmm. Uh, vitamin D, especially here in Hamburg, when there's now, no what did sun. We, what did we hear in that Joe Rogan podcast the other day with your with your girl? Yeah, Dr. Rhonda Patrick. Dr. Well, Rhonda also, Patrick, yeah. Before, obviously, before this whole COVID thing, I've known for years that you need to, like, especially at Oneonta too, you need to be supplementing vitamin D because if you're not Oneonta getting that sun, Hamburg, if you're not getting no it sun, from, and if you're not eating those things, a lot of those things that are rich yeah, in vitamin it's D. Di- it's difficult to get the amount you need mm. from just foods mm. um you know for one is that your you're actually your testosterone levels drop significantly yeah and then that just goes into recovery and energy and all that stuff kind of things yeah um but yeah dr Rhonda patrick she has a lot of just brilliant stuff out there on saunas which we'll get into but she was saying that actually vitamin d has a huge effect um on respiratory illness mm-hmm and, uh, and then she did, I mean, this, I take this as you want because yeah. this can be looked at in many different ways. So I'm not, I'm not taking a stand here with this statement, but she did point to studies that said there was a very high percentage of people who came down with COVID or were infected right. with COVID. Those are the people that died. That were vitamin D deficient. deficient. Correct. Now, I think you may be able to attribute that to people who are deficient yeah. may just be unhealthy or right, vice right, versa. Right, unhealthy right. may be deficient. But it's still, it's a very interesting, yeah. very yeah. interesting topic. And exactly. We're, I mean, we're speaking just kind of from pure ignorance here, but from just regurgitating what she said mm-hmm. is that regardless of maybe they did have other health effects, but there was a significant correlation between very, like being deficient in vitamin D mm-hmm. and the how, how serious the illness was. If you had good levels of vitamin D, you recovered quicker mm-hmm. than people that didn't or had seriously low levels and they wound up dying. I mean, moral of that story to me is just like, go look her up. 
Yeah, honestly, yeah. look it up yourself. You don't need to listen to us. Rhonda Patrick. She's a doctor. She's dope. Dr. Rhonda Patrick. She's cool, though. Um, so before we kind of move on from diet, I want to ask you, what is your... Let's say you have a game at... Let's say it's a night game. Night game, okay. You got a nice 7.30 kickoff. Uh-huh. What, that day, what are you eating? So it's a night... What time is it? Because the time is also important. So what time is the game? I just said 7.30. Pay attention, bro. <laughs> I was thinking of my, my meal. <laughs> so seven thirty. Either way, I'll I'll probably want to wake up that day uh-huh. if I can, probably around nine or ten o'clock. Sleep as late as possible. Okay. Then I'll eat a, eat breakfast at say ten o'clock. Um, this breakfast will entail uh, probably four or five, six eggs. Mm-hmm. Um, try and get vegetables in spinach, sauteed spinach is like the easiest thing. So easy uh, to make with like every meal. Um, maybe a little bit of fruit, mm-hmm. plenty of water. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't if for the games at night. I wouldn't. I probably would not drink a coffee that morning you because would I would save the coffee for the night to the game. Okay, um, and then so that would put us at ten o'clock. Say then I'd probably eat a light meal around 12, 1230, mm-hmm. and then eat my lunch, dinner, whatever you want to call it, about 3 o'clock, yeah. so four hours before kickoff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, I would probably, I would take, you know, a sweet potato, get um, some carbs in, but not fast-acting carbs, like a pasta you want, you don't want to avoid, you don't, so I want to avoid that because it's going in your system and being burned up immediately, mm-hmm. and will just make you lethargic, basically, for the game. Um, once again... Get some plenty of vegetables, lean protein. So try to wait. I I stay away from red meat before games. So maybe turkey, chicken, fish, yeah, lean things. Um, mm-hmm. And once again, spinach has loads of potassium, magnesium. Mm-hmm. Helps with muscle cramps. I also try and stay away from eating too many vegetables that are high in fiber yeah. though before yeah. games. Yeah. I don't like to eat beans before games. No, no way. Things like this, I just like to eat. Like you said, lean. I like yeah. to eat sweet potatoes in the same way. Yep. We have very, we actually have a very similar. Yeah, we eat pre- very similar, and it's just hydrating throughout the day. And then, because it's because you know coffee, also you can really use that to your advantage. The caffeine, mm-hmm. um, as long as you're I, hydrated. Yeah, you just have to make sure you're hydrated. But that's something, you know, I'd have a few cups leading up to the game. We're, um, just, we're just finding I mean, excuses just, to, to talk yeah, about coffee. We just continue to talk about coffee every episode. But really, it's it's you, if you use it rightly or correctly, caffeine can be. It just helps with mental decision making. Yeah, I mean, sharper, less fatigue, a little, a bit slower. I probably drink um, a coffee, or at least a half a coffee or a quarter of coffee before every yeah. game. And even here, here they always have coffee pregame. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's if always you there. if you look at pros, I mean. You see a lot of these guys drinking that yerba mate, you know, that like South American yeah, drink. Yeah, well, that's like, like all those South Americans. South drinks. Americans, but I did try that. It was some variation of it in Australia. I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I just thought, I just thought I need to be Messi, you know? Yeah, you I see Messi and Suarez doing it. So. Yeah, I see Messi, Suarez, Griezmann doing yeah. it. But that, I mean, essentially, it's that's, idea. that's caffeine. You're just trying to get caffeine, exactly. Caffeine. It's caffeine and fluids. And, uh... You know, caffeine or coffee, people will say is a diuretic. It makes you dehydrated, but actually all it does is just make you pee more. So you just mm-hmm. have to replace that. This is it's not going to dehydrate you. That's like a urban myth. This reminds me of something. You become dehydrated because of drinking coffee, but it's not the case. I remember in, in college, we were on our way to an away game, and our friend, Matt Mateo, who played with us, um, huge coffee drinker. Actually, he's the reason I drink coffee. 
<laughs> like he always, really? yeah. We, I didn't drink coffee until we Shout were roommates. Out Shout out Tao. As I take a sip of my coffee. Yeah, perfect. Um, I remember our coach told him not to have coffee before the game because it dehydrates you or whatever. Yeah, it's amazing. And Tao's like, this is a myth. You know, he's like pretty tight. Like <laughs> the kid wanted that. And here coffee. we are. It comes full circle. Here we are. Coffee is not bad. Just, you know, drink it smartly and yeah. don't if you don't drink coffee don't have a ton of coffee before a game yeah once again <laughs> you, have, crazy. you have to be in tune with your body yeah so you can definitely drink too much coffee and you're mm-hmm. jittery mm-hmm. but there's just like a sweet spot that i just know i can you can feel it mm-hmm. is when it's too much or not enough like mm-hmm. if you if it's becoming to feel too much stop drinking it Completely. don't just chug it because you think you're going to get this performance enhancement uh, yeah exactly um we're pretty much the same on that. I'd say my my pregame is pretty identical. Um, as far as coffee, I'll still have a goddamn coffee in the morning. Yeah. And I try to have like between 90 and like 100 minutes before the game. Mm-hmm. I try and either have a banana or yeah, some orange. version of tropical fruits. Yeah, Pineapple yeah. uh, or an orange sometimes too. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So you got that little sugar spike. And then, like, sure. if I do have it, maybe just, like, a couple sips of, like, yeah. a then, Powerade or something yeah. like that. Not Definitely, you don't want to be, like, drinking You don't want to overdo Powerade it. Yeah, exactly. But then, that's just that. A couple sips here, a couple sips halftime. Keep going with this. And at halftime, also, you know, have a bite of banana sometimes. Tiny bite of, of banana. Orange. Or a piece of orange. Um, I've even, heard of Fig Newtons before. Yeah. It's the same idea. I tried it. It was like, yeah, okay. It's the same idea. Drink. I also like... Get a little bit of coffee at halftime. It's mm-hmm. just you're trying to keep your energy going. You don't want to. I'm sure slump like those Gatorade it. gel things yeah, are probably pretty good too. Yeah, it's just like you you kind of want to trick your body, your body. exactly. Into thinking yeah. that the energy is still there, and for this 15 minutes when you're sitting in the locker room, you don't want to just get tired because you know, it's easily that can easily happen. You know, it's a funny thing that they they've actually had it every club that I've been to. Actually, I don't know if they had it at the club we were at, but um, every club besides that. They hand out gummies before the game, yeah. like little gummy worms or something. It's nothing. I'd never experienced that yeah. in in America. Same, same. But you're just like, I mean, obviously, don't go get a handful. Yeah. But a little things like that, like it can trick your body. But yeah. obviously, listen to your body. All right, Joe. Let's jump into fitness. How do you stay fit? Um, well, first, we'll start off before season. We'll go chronicle for a season here. Okay. Um, you Are we know, talking what, like I have a bit so of time? What's you have, that? I don't know. You know, this is before preseason. So, you know, right now, for example. Before preseason. Okay. So what's your goal right now? What are you doing to, you know, build muscle? How much are you running? How much are you playing? You know, what's mm-hmm. your goal right now? Yeah. So, I mean, especially right now, I'm definitely trying to build a little bit more muscle that I've lost, mm-hmm. you know, from season, especially in the legs. So that entails... Um, lifting a little heavier on the legs, um, trying to work up in weight, maybe a little lower in reps, really trying to get some some of that big power back and then make some gains that will mm-hmm. help me and sustain me throughout next season right. you know, when we come right. back. Um, so can you go into dive a little more deep into that? What are you doing? So like specific exercises? Yeah, sure. I mean, I, I've had back problems, so I have to kind of, you know, function away from this. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll probably get into this in another episode, but I really love the trap bar deadlift. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not so much heavy on the back; it's more on the legs, getting those yeah. those you know glutes, hammies, mm-hmm. quads. I love that. I'm a huge fan and supporter of split squats. Mm-hmm. I think it is one of the most functional 
workouts you can do as a as a soccer player. Right. And then I try and engage that um, both with weight and then an explosion mm-hmm. to really drive like you know that motion of running and building that power. Um, I mean, I got I got some decent hops. You know, mm-hmm. they don't call yeah. me Diddy Kong for nothing. Yeah, definitely. And with that trap bar, there was actually a guy on Tim Ferriss' podcast, Ryan Flaherty. Mm-hmm. He's like a strength and conditioning coach for Nike. Okay. He works with a lot of track and field athletes. Okay. But they basically did a study and they found a correlation between the trap bar deadlifts mm-hmm. and the maximum power and speed, how fast someone can possibly be. Uh-huh. Like their full potential. Their full potential is... You need to be able to lift 3.2 times your body weight on trap bar. On a trap bar, and that is wow, that the like strongest. A lot. And then that is like where that's, that's your peak. Uh, that's your peak, basically. You okay. can't even if you get stronger than this. It's like it doesn't give you more speed. All right, well let's let's try this. How much do you weigh? 175. 175. Okay, times 3.2. Yeah. I'm doing this all in my head. There's no calculator out. So you would have to be. Wait for how many reps? Or uh, I think it's just one. It's so just, one rep. So one, one rep, five hundred sixty pounds. Yeah, you well, have got, to be put up a lot. Of, you got a ways got to go, bro. A ways to go. That's but, crazy. Know, but this is—it's an interesting thing because, like, for example, so look, that's five hundred sixty, right? Mm-hmm. Now do this because what he said he does with track athletes is then you have to drop upper body mass. Okay. Okay. So put make me one sixty-five. Okay, one sixty-five times three point two. Five hundred twenty-eight. So you drop 30 pounds on the deadlift by just dropping a little bit of weight. So that's why you see a lot of track athletes. They have strong arms. Uh, they don't have a chest. They don't have a chest. Their, their, their core is well, very does the strong. Does chest help a track exactly. athlete? Yeah. You want to maximize how strong your legs are to your, your total body weight. Yeah. So, I mean, it's this, I think that's just perfect because based on your sport, yeah. I think those are kind of the movements that you should be doing. Exactly. I mean, we love curls. Fuck it. But like, yeah. curls. is it really helping yeah. us on the soccer field? Exactly. No. And of course, that that lift is just that's one calculation. Of course, you need to supplement it with, like you said, squats, yeah, yeah, yeah. lunges, other deadlifts. There's many RDLs. There's many mm-hmm. different exercises RDLs, you can yeah, do. Very good. But definitely, what you said before the season, you know, you want to try and get as much strength as possible. Mm-hmm. You obviously need to be running and being as fit as possible to get yeah. into, into the season because yeah. the goal is once you're once you're in season, you don't want to be trying to catch up fitness. Uh, you're trying to basically perform as best as you can yes. to get an earned starting spot. If you're trying to play catch-up from the get-go, the chances of you playing are slim to none. Yeah, and then, I mean, it's just it's a higher chance of injury, it's all hard, these exactly. things. If you haven't built exactly. your body up properly, if you're only hitting one exercise. Exactly. All right, so that's, that's before season. But during season, I think, is, you know, if not more important, it's, it's right there. And what are you doing? Are you lifting the same? What are mm-hmm. the differences... Um, and what's your goal? Yeah. So, I mean, the goal, so this, I've learned a lot over the years. Like in college, I would lose so much muscle and oh, actually so man. much weight. So much. Um, because Not I that I had wasn't, it to begin with. But. wasn't getting into the gym enough and probably wasn't eating enough calories. Yeah. And like, I mean, after season, my, the, the amount of weight I could lift in the gym was significantly lower. Mm. And then it's like playing catch up until the next season. And then it's kind of restarted. But now I've got a system where... Basically, I try and get into the gym as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Of course, listening to my body, you know, not overtraining. Of course. Um, but just give myself three days of no lifting, mm-hmm. lifting weights, heavy mm-hmm. weights mm-hmm. Uh, before the game. 
the goal is obviously to be 100%. I feel perfect for the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and anything before that, it's like an opportunity to get stronger, build muscle, keep muscle, and so on. And actually using this method that I've done now for the past two years, I've actually been able to get a little stronger throughout nice. the season. Okay, good. Now, uh, with upper body. Yes. Legs, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not really working out heavy weights with legs. What are you doing? Season. You're doing more accessory it's, it's work? More to body, kind of, yeah, it's yeah. more body weight stuff and... You could do, you know, weighted lunges or weighted split squats or something that's trap bar deadlift, but like it's not, you're not doing so many reps or such heavy You're doing less than you that. could actually do. Exactly. Like you're, you're you don't want to ever smart. get to the point where like your your muscles are so sore before you leave the gym. Mm-hmm. Because then the next day in training, you're not going to be able to move. Exactly. And then now, now it's there. affecting your performance, mm-hmm. which then affects you your chance of playing on the weekend. Correct. Which is what the goal. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, that works now. It's just giving me this basically two, three-day window before the game. And any time before that is a chance for me to do. Now, for me, I actually like, it depends on the game, but I'll work out. If we have a game in the morning, I'll work out that night. Nothing too intense, but it's just that's an extra session that I can get in for the following week. Because the next day is going to be a recovery day regardless. Exactly. Which sounds fucking insane, though, to be honest with you. Like, 90-minute game. I mean, he's a center back most of the time, so the running is a little different. Well, I mean, if you when you're playing outside back, I'll give it to you. When you're playing center back, especially if you're the better team, yeah, you don't, you don't remember that's never been the case. <laughs> that's never been the case. Yeah, Sean's had a long list of of losses yeah. in his career, but hey, we'll get there one day. This ain't Onyanta. Yeah, but uh, so you, I mean, you're you're into it, and I know that you track it. So can you tell them about how you track it and what you use? What's this little thing on your wrist? Yeah, right here? so here's uh, you know, I've looked. For probably two years now, mm-hmm. I've wanted to get some sort of tracking device, whether it's a heart rate monitor, um, to track something called HRV, so your heart rate variability. Mm-hmm. And what this does is track, essentially, um, in between your heartbeats, there should be small differences between every beat. You don't want it to be the same amount, because if it's, say, one second, one second, one second, one second, that means your parasympathetic nerve system is all... Your central nervous system basically is taxed, mm-hmm. and that's like you're going to get sick or injured. Mm-hmm. So there's a way to track this using a heart rate monitor, or now I'm using something called a whoop strap, which tracks um, you know all your activity you do, your resting heart rate, and your HRV. And by using these values, uh, I mean, whoop does an awesome thing on their app. They tell you basically like the amount of strain you should hit that day based on how much you recovered. So it really helps with rest slept. too. But it's... Yeah, it's it, it's clear to see when you're not getting enough sleep, your HRV values and your, your heart rate variability and your resting heart rate values are really bad. I like this. So and this it's, I mean, there's a direct correlation. Yeah. I sleep really poorly. Mm-hmm. The next day, so in this case, my heart rate variability would be very low, mm-hmm. which is bad. The number is low, and my resting heart rate would be very high. Now, this is, this is something, I think, a perfect segue because this is something that we've started to focus on even more. You got me into an audio, a very cool audio book. Um, and obviously, everyone knows how important sleep is. Yeah. But do you know, like, the actual effects that a lack of sleep could have, you know? Yeah. And, and like, the whoop, it does track yeah, your exactly. sleep and it just, it tells you what those effects really are. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. And this book, uh, Matthew Walker, Why We Sleep, was like... This also was just another reason why, yeah, why I got onto this group because the, the sleep is honestly, I think sleep is number one. It is. I think diet is probably second. And then you have to put in the work, of course, but 
if you're not sleeping, there's going to be a whole load of problems coming your way. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, from that book, there's a global experiment that is performed on 1.6 billion people twice a year, and it's called daylight savings. And we know that in the spring, when we lose one hour of sleep, we see a subsequent 24% increase in heart attacks the following day. So the following day after daylight saving times, we see a 24% increase in heart attacks. So perfect example. That's just crazy that I mean, you came up that you like came up with that off the top. Yeah, it's you just don't. memorized you didn't my head. that anywhere. That's dope. <laughs> but there are. I mean, let's get into some of these facts because they're just it's super interesting. Yeah. Um, one, just going into the cardiovascular system. Um, if you don't get enough sleep, your blood pressure rises. So mm-hmm. if you have if you're getting six hours of sleep or less, that's a two hundred percent increase risk of having a fatal heart attack or stroke in your lifetime. Yeah. So I mean, putting and this is like sports averaging. Aside, like this is like all your life you're just getting risk. six, five hours. Yeah, you're an you're at an increased rate. Yeah, yeah. And with that, your That's immune scary, but. your immune system gets taxed when you're not sleeping. Mm-hmm. And we already spoke about this earlier. If you are sick, you can't play. Mm. You cannot play your peak. Not your peak, yeah. And Jordan flu games. If you're consistently only getting five, four hours of sleep a night. And you're doing all this physical activity, you are going to get sick. There's mm. no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. You can eat all the great foods you want. Mm-hmm. If you're not getting enough sleep, you're going to get sick. Yeah, because fact. this is when your body is recovering mm-hmm. and repairing all the damage that you did to the muscles. And if you're not giving it that time to repair, then it's not going to repair. It doesn't repair during the day. You're fucked. You're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Easy way of putting it. <laughs> Blunt way of putting it. Yeah, absolutely. So back to the whoop strap that I use, it shows you not only to show you how much actual sleep you're getting, but how much of each type of sleep, so light, deep sleep, and REM sleep. Mm-hmm. And in each of these phases, um, something different is happening to your body. So this is also, you know, you could have got eight hours of sleep, but if you got six hours of light sleep that night, that's, you're not, that's a very poor night of now sleep. Now, what is, can you, do you know the differences? So light sleep, what is that good for? REM sleep, what is that good for? Deep sleep, what is that good for? Yeah, so light, I mean, light sleep is basically just used as a transition into REM and deep sleep. Um and reading actually off here from, from Whoop, they give a little quick snippet of it. But uh, REM sleep is when the brain is restored. It is at this time that ideas and skills acquired during the day are cemented as memories. As it relates to an athlete, anytime you're practicing a technical skill, the actual consolidation and retention of that learning happens during REM sleep. Mm, okay. So that's, I mean, that's if you're training and doing all this technical work and trying to learn something, if you're not getting the REM sleep, you're just not going to Oh, it's so, it's, so it's kind of like, well, it's helping this. you keep that muscle memory. Correct. Ah, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, and then deep sleep is when, this is when your muscles are repairing and growing. This is like the recovery. Exactly. This is, so when, as an athlete, when you're growing and training. And then you know, deep sleep deep, is like where it has the effect on your immune system too, right? Right, so deep, like, deep sleep is where your body is repairing itself. Mm. So, like I said, if you're, if you're missing REM and deep sleep in a night's sleep, Due to, I mean, there could be varying factors that go into this. Going out. Um, yeah, going out. Exactly. Drinking alcohol has a huge effect on that. You know, you might get a 10-hour sleep after drinking, a night of drinking, but, it's but not, you have nine hours of light sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, your your body's getting nothing from that sleep, essentially. That's why mm. you're exhausted and feel terrible the next day. Um, yeah, and then another thing, so off getting off sleep is sauna. And ever since coming to Germany... Sauna has become huge. Yeah, I did it a bit in in um, in Sweden too. They, I mean, the Scandinavian countries really love their sauna. Um, but I mean, we've both. Yeah, this is just like this is this has been one of the hardest things about this quarantine is there's just no sauna. Yeah, got me thinking about building my own goddamn sauna out here. For real, that's honestly that's on the it's on the list to build one because. 
there's just so many different benefits for general health. Yeah. And then also as an athlete, mm. I mean, there's almost endless. And once again, don't take it from us. You can look up Dr. Rhonda Patrick. She has like a bunch of YouTube videos well, or articles. Sauna is actually one of the another one that's yeah. been highly, highly, highly researched. researched. Yeah. But like to keep it short, I mean, just anti-inflammatory markers for as an athlete. Yeah. You're gonna create inflammation by training and Getting in the sauna is going to get rid of this inflammation. Yes. And by getting rid of this inflammation, you're preventing the possibility of getting injured, mm-hmm. pulling a muscle, mm-hmm. um, once again, promoting recovery. Yeah. So if your muscles are not taxed, there's less likely you're going to pull a muscle, tear a muscle, hurt an ankle, whatever it is. Um, and also, the one thing that I really found was incredible was when I got injured last season and I couldn't play because it broke my leg, I would sauna for four to five times a week, 30 minute sessions. And because it's, it, the the research showed that it basically mimics cardiovascular exercise. Mm -hmm. So because I couldn't do anything on my leg and I could barely do upper body workout, but like nothing intense because I'm just sitting in a machine. Yeah, of course. I'm trying to first off, keep my fitness. Mm -hmm. And also the sauna has a significant effect on muscle atrophy. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to lose my muscle, my leg muscle, because I'm not doing anything with them. So what I did was Wait, I would go into Let's the, take it back for a second. Muscle atrophy. Yeah. What is this? So muscle, muscle atrophy is essentially when you're not using a muscle, mm-hmm. your muscle is going to just like deteriorate and go okay. away. Yes. Okay. So you'll just lose the strength you have and whatever mm-hmm. it is. Like, so for being example, injured, it's like that's ex- the main thing that exactly, you're, exactly. you're worried so, about. Yeah. So I can't, I can barely walk. Like I'm hobbling around in this boot and... Yeah, there's no, I mean, I did bike at first, which was a mistake because I've set me back. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so what I did, I would go in the sauna, 30-minute session. It was brutal, but five times a week. And I was able to come back. I mean, it probably wasn't the smartest thing, but I trained once with the team, and I played in the game that weekend, and I felt fine. Which is Like, crazy. I was tired, and obviously my feet were just destroyed because mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. were not, they were soft, mm-hmm. you know, all blistered up. But like... Physically, I felt like I could play. Yeah. And I was amazed because mm-hmm. that was more or less 10 weeks of n- not being able to do any running. Mm-hmm. And it only just doing upper body working out mm-hmm. and like core stuff and going to sauna. It's amazing. I mean, it, I mean, obviously, even a smaller one is it just like it helps you adjust to, to heat. Yeah. Especially playing 90 minutes, you know, coming back into fitness too. Like when you're trying to get ready for a season, right? Yeah. There's only so much you can do. We always say as soccer players that there's no fitness like game fitness because you can run all you want. You know, the three-mile runs, these things, they don't really do much. But, like, even if you're doing interval work, there's only so much that you can do yeah. to mimic a game. Yeah. Um, but, like, 90 minutes running in heat when you have summer games, yeah. early games, yeah. like in Germany yeah. and stuff, you know, it's hot. Yeah. And this kind of helps you, you know, you do a little longer sessions. It helps you adjust yeah. and you know, your body can still yeah, and they've done studies cooperate too. at that heat. It, it, it can acclimate to the heat. Mm-hmm. So by going in the sauna consistently, basically your body will sweat. Your body's ability to cool itself off by sweating mm-hmm. it happens quicker, mm-hmm. which then allows you to exert more energy mm-hmm. in a setting that the temperatures are very hot. So by going in the sauna, like you said, these summer games where like you're exhausted mm-hmm. because you just can't handle the heat, the sun's beating down on you. By actually going in the sauna and then if you can, just doing like some sort of exercise, you know, just jumping up and down, doing squats, sit-ups, whatever, in the sauna, 
If you have the opportunity to get like a bike in the sauna, that would be legit. But this is this is something that is but probably impossible in Germany. This is next level. Oh, but in Germany, yeah, people. <laughs> well, yeah, well, so in German saunas and European saunas in general, um, you're supposed to be naked. Yeah, I mean, I've I don't think I've ever seen anyone not naked. Yeah, I mean, towels people towel. cover up, but yeah. the the level of just you know wide leg eagle spread yeah let them have it is just like <laughs> and the sauna also is it's it's like men and women together oh yeah it's, it's, co- sauna. it's co-ed sauna it's co-ed. and dylan's favorite part of the sauna can you tell him about oh, this oh my god yeah sorry to anyone who's listening to this and this may be a little too graphic but for some reason i i never experienced this in sweden but for some reason you know when you're sweating in the sauna you're getting past 10 minutes 15 minutes it's is, hot. you know you're sweating for some reason, why do older middle-aged men like to wipe that sweat around their entire yeah. body? That makes this swishing sound. Yeah. That the whole like everyone in the sauna can see and hear this. Yeah. Why? Yeah, it's never it's never really irked me. Is there any proven studies from Rhonda Patrick on spreading the sweat? Yeah. yeah. It is pretty funny though. Cuz the sauna is oh, hot man. here. The sauna at our gym is where it should be around 80 Three degrees Celsius was like 160, 170 degrees Fahrenheit. Mm-hmm. So it's hot. Yeah. I mean, after 10 minutes, it's like uncomfortable. It's bad. But that's when like you're getting the benefits. But this is when those guys, they just, yeah, they just sit and they, there and they rub their chest. It's and another, arms. when you get to that level too, it's, it's like, like, it's a hurdle getting through those last five yes. minutes. You're just going into the, exactly. the your mental like, you know, your mind's looking it, for I any reason this. to get out yeah. of the sauna. And that just adds to it. I got to say, like, and I, hearing, just, I take a look at Dylan and he's just, <laughs> he's ready to throw fist. Uh, I'm just, sometimes I just don't have, I don't have the luck with, um, you know, bikes, saunas. Honestly, this, this middle-aged, older Germans just, they're out to get you, I think. Y'all got beef. What's good? Yeah. Let's get up. <laughs> Yeah, so this was part one of our little preparation series because there's just so many different avenues and we'll have some guests on that know a little bit more than what the fuck we're talking about. (laughs) You know, but we've done our research and, you know, obviously do your own, listen to your body. But overall, we just wanted to say thank you to those. Keep supporting. Keep subscribing. Keep rating. We've had some funny ass ratings. Very funny. Keep that going. Keep those going. Yeah. Make them funny. Funny ratings get a get a shout out yeah. on the Insta story for sure. Yeah. Um, Dream Team's working hard. Um, welcome Wags to the Dream Team. Yeah, Wags, welcome. Wags, Appreciate it. Wags Appreciate is, the warning. Um, Wags is our super sub uh, online betting expert, <laughs> FIFA gaming champion, and the list really goes on. And... Look out for him because, you know, he may make another appearance pretty soon. Yeah. And if you have any questions on the Dirty Bowl, feel free to message him. He's he's an expert on how many Pop-Tarts eat in a day. Message Wags on Dirty Bulk and, you know, the history of the worst haircuts to ever get. Oh, and the worst. That thing was so bad. But perfect place. Perfect place to end. (laughs) Honestly, that's worse than a quarantine cut. But, yeah, perfect. That was worse than Sean's quarantine cut. Mine, mine looks good now. I got a real haircut. Yours is looking dusty. Dusty, <laughs> dusty trail. So until next time, keep moving forward. Keep learning. And make your own path. Better to have a short life that is full of what you like doing than a long life spent in a miserable way.